I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Cow Corner Extra Show with me, the Dolly Dropper, James Hurl, Ian Slat Slater, Ian Alderson, and Ollie Griffiths for your latest dose of all things lower league Shropshire cricket. And welcome back to the Cow Corner Extra Show, episode five. I'm James Hurl, and once again, I am joined by Ian. That's that's what we call him as well. (laughs) Ian Alderson. (laughs) And once again, I'm joined by Ian Alderson, Ian Slatslater, and Ollie Griffiths. Now, how are we, guys? I feel like this could be a bit of a therapy session, and we've got to try and keep it as positive as we can for the listeners, despite our own season. Well, actually, Ian, Ian can be the most positive of us both, so we'll just try and make sure that Ian talks the majority of this podcast. But that wasn't you. That wasn't you, Ian. That's Ian Alderson. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed, James. It's always a pleasure to uh, be on another podcast with you. Thank you. And I will be as positive as I can be. Bottle and half in of red wine he is. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> How are we, boys? You all right? <laughs> uh, well, it's... Um... Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, especially our WhatsApp chat with uh, the majority of the of this podcast all being captains talking about our woes of picking sides each week. Yeah, how are you enjoying Captain in James, your first season? Going well? Yeah, yeah great fun, mate. <laughs> you should, Ian, you should have paused between going and well. <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> it's, yeah, but do you know what? You're not on your own, mate. It's been tough this year. I think mm. one of the biggest reasons being we thought we were over it last year. COVID's out of the way. Get back into cricket. It was got okay, and availability wasn't as bad. But nothing was open last year. Mm. This year, all, all the other bits have got back to normal that people can go and do, and there's more pressure on. You know, people were at home, weren't playing cricket, and suddenly, right, 
you're going to go and do stuff with the kids or you're going to go and take me out shopping or you, you know it's kind of but now things are all open i think that's what that's what's caused it because there's a lot of teams across all the divisions that are struggling for players there's no doubt about it so you know i know we all have our own tribulations in terms of trying to get 11 every week but um you know i don't think we're on our own i think it's it just is what it is yeah, I think it's a bit of a catch-up year, isn't it? Um, I found, anyway, a lot of people, don't know about you guys, who have missed out on major events last year, tending to do them this summer. A lot of weddings. weddings. Stag do's. A lot of stag do's. Um, Wall of Shame, anyone? Any any nominees? No, at, at our club, it's all other people's weddings. There's no one I can shame, and um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't really, I wouldn't really stand very well considering last year I was on that wall of shame. <laughs> you were that man. I was that man. Yeah. <laughs> all obviously in jest. Yeah, it's uh, it's been quite an interesting season. How have you guys found it? Um, yeah, so it's yeah it's certainly been interesting. Um, as we've already touched on, availability has been very interesting. Um, I think I've lost count of the times we've gone into Saturday morning with nine, and um, so we've, I think pretty much every week apart from the first week, we've we've managed to get eleven. But um, it's been it's been tough. It's been tough. Everyone's got stuff for the doing stuff, or like that like was just said, you know, going and doing things with the with the kids they haven't been able to do. It's 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 difficult, and you know. That consistency means that you you're relying on sort of your part, you, you know, the people who say, "Oh, well, I'll play two or three games a year and help you out when you're short," and we're calling on them on quite regularly. Um, 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 doing exams as well, we've had a few of those that have said, "Oh, I'm, I'm not playing till till we've had our till, till they've done their exams," and um, it's, it's just been difficult. So. Uh, the, you know, like I said, you know, we certainly haven't been able to put even close to the same team out two weeks on the drop, and it's it's really frustrating. It either seems, you know, you you get in after the game, and someone says, "Oh, I can't play next week," and "No, oh, I can't play next week," and we're trying to work out well, well, we've lost four out of this week's team. You know, who have we got to come back in next week? And, and for us, it certainly seems to be we've either seemed to have the bowlers available, or we've got the batsmen available. We never seem to have a good a good mix. I mean, I mean. I think if you look at our performances with the bat this year, you'll probably disagree that we've ever had any batsmen available. Um, it's um, it's uh, certainly been an interesting year in terms of our ability to hold a bat. I mean, I know I've certainly forgotten which end of the bat to hold last two or three weeks. So, um, yeah, it's uh, frustrating. And it's just that consistency, you know, week, on, week, week to week, we enjoy our cricket and consistency is the key really mm. quite yeah. interesting as well because i think it's the first year that it's felt like it's a normal cricket season as well yeah i as i say well my, my point i made earlier on really i think look it is it is difficult this year i mean i can count three times this season we've actually finished a game started and finished a game with 11 um for us it's been you know we've been one short or two short every week um, you know, or we start a game with 11 and someone's, you know, you have a conditional player that's got to leave at four o'clock or leave at five o'clock. So you try and make sure you're uh, fielding first if you can. And, you know, but that doesn't always happen. I know we played at Beacon and we had a guy had to go at five o'clock. Uh, the week before we had a guy who had to go at four o'clock. We feel, and we, and we batted first both times. So, you know, it's, it's, it's been tough, but I think, what I would say is that actually the, the, the guys that turn it week in, week out 
are closer together, they're more of a team because they know it's, it's the adversity, isn't it? You know, you've, you're fielding with 10 and um, the biggest compliment I can pay to them is that there, there's been two or three occasions where we've, we've fielded with 10 and the opposition didn't know we had 10 until the halfway to, we turned around and we only had 10 down the batting order <laughs> because they fielded that well, the young lads, you know, they, and, and everybody's pulled together. So, yeah, I couldn't be prouder of our guys, really. You know, we've had a tough start. But, you know, it's starting to come together a bit now. So, uh, yeah, I, I see green shoots of recovery. There's a positive bit for you, James. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, talking of like the changes that have happened this season, thoughts on just a full half of a season, win, lose, draw? Yeah. Uh, I mean, for me, I'm looking forward to not having to bowl 12 overs every week. That'd be lovely. You know, just, just eight, be fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, and it also makes it a bit easier as well with the captaincy be interesting with I, th- I think it was the right thing to do because you, you go out on the field and you go I know what we're doing this week whereas the last few seasons where it's sort of been so many games win lose draw so many games win lose there's so many games win lose draw again you walk out the pitch and you go right what are we doing this week I haven't got a clue is it win lose or win lose draw so I think it was the right thing to do um, it'll be very very interesting now uh, to see how teams perform in the second half when it is win lose because there's been a lot of teams picking up draw points, particularly in Division 6, where that won't happen now. Mm-hmm. So and we're one of those teams, so yeah, it could be could be tough for us or it could be good for us. We don't know yet. Yeah, I think Alberbury's second 11 anyway, is, uh, it's been the complete opposite. We, we've uh, If we've been getting a losing draw point, it's been one. It's been minimal. <laughs> so <laughs> it won't make much difference. <laughs> it may as well be win-lose, mate. So that's <laughs> um but yes, it'll de- it'll definitely be interesting to see how people attack it more and uh, their decisions at the toss and things like that will be will be interesting. I I'm an advocate of win lose to be honest. I, I I quite like it, but then also I see the merit of win lose draw as well. So it's, it is what it is. I mean, we had we had a game where we lost. Well, it was a losing draw, and one of our one of our young lads had batted all the way through, and he was the person who got that the final two runs um his first two runs for the twos um to get us that losing draw points that was a that was a great moment for him rather than kind of batting with the game having lost he was still kind of batting for something which you know shows that there's some kind of merit to the win lose draw but also at the same time like you said people bowling 12 over spells and um and just the aggressive nature and actually going for the victory rather than kind of defending out is also quite the only thing I would say is that we've had some really good games of cricket this year that have ended in a draw and you sort of share the spoils and actually, do you know what? I mean, Saturday was a prime example. We played quad thirds. We batted first, made 189 for seven mm. and they finished up 173 for eight. It was a really good game of cricket, played in really good spirits and we came out 14 points, then 10, you know, which I think was a fair a fair reflection. Now, if that had been win-lose, we'd have got 20 and they'd have got six, which it maybe not be a fair reflection for their efforts. So, you know, it's kind of, I, look, I'm an advocate of win-lose. You know I am. But I just, we've, we've had some really good games of cricket where, mm. you know, the, the spoils have been shared and actually it's the right result. Does that make sense? Yeah, I agree. Uh, we, had, we had a really good game the last weekend as well against knocking again, local derby and a, a, a team who were, uh, got a bit of a soft spot for and you know it was a good you know it's a good tight game and we both came away with similar points but Ian what were your thoughts? 
Um, well, I haven't struggled yet to get 11 out. We've um, we had a little bit of adversity at the start of the season and it really did pull the rest of the guys together. And we are definitely a team which is stronger than the sum of their parts, if you see what I mean, you know. Um, and like Slats, I'm very proud of what we're achieving with the players that that I'm, you know, we're putting out. Everybody wants to play. Um, you know, most weeks everybody's like, oh, you know, I'll be, I'll be available next week. Um, and I think that shows in the performances. Um, we've got a lovely new lad um, from Craven Arms, Usman Ali, who made 97 not out on Saturday when we beat Chirk. Um, 17 fours and uh, and six uh, four sixes. So 92 of his 97 was boundaries. Doug of wins. You know, he was, <laughs> he, yeah, and he bowls as well. He's, he, you know, and he, He's got the biggest smile on his face, you know, uh, and it is a pleasure to play with him. It really is. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying the season, you know, um, and uh, I like win-lose-draw, as you all know. Um, you know, I, I quite like having, you know, I've given a fast bowler 12 overs. I've given a spin bowler 12 overs. You know, it just depends how the game's going. Um I do struggle more in the win-lose because you've got to rely on those bowlers more. If you can give somebody 12, it's it's a few less if you haven't got a stronger bowling attack. And um, so it will be interesting to see how we get on the second half of the season. But the first half of the season um, is has been really beyond my expectations. I look forward to seeing Usman playing for uh, Ludlow next season. Ollie. <laughs> That's just what I've messaged him. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> there we go. There we go. I was waiting. I was waiting for it. I was about to say, "Steady on, Ian. You're gonna have to start putting some negatives." Or uh, I can already hear. I can already hear that Ludlow to high win. The tumbleweed is going across this room like nobody. <laughs> I haven't found that funny at all. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no. subjects, so oh, no. The stomach <laughs> ulcer is kicking back in. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, Ian. You wouldn't be the first person to tell me to fuck off in the last seven days. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never do that. I'm far too much of a gentleman, James. Never. Well, not to your face. <laughs> oh, right. Oh. Anyway. I think it's about time that we get on with our with our mid-season review. Here we go. Okay, so we're going to start with our first division, and we're going to start chronologically, and we're going to start with Division 4. So, in Division 4, leading the way, we've got Colin first 11 on 183 points. In second, Brosley with 178. And in third place, Frankton second 11 with 145 points. Down at the bottom, we have Kai Glass with 72 points in 11th. And at the very rock bottom, with minus 7, Acton Reynolds. In fourth place, back up to the top, we've got Wheaton Aston, 144. Hodnett and Peplow, 129. Bishop's Castle, 127. Bridge North, third level, 123. Level on points with Condover. In ninth, Gillsfield with 116. And in 10th, 
Calverhall. So first things first, guys, what jumps out at you there? Acton Reynolds. Without a doubt. Very sad. Very sad. Um, what were we talking 12 months ago? We were talking about the fact that they made the decision to fold their second team. Uh, you know, this time, well, not this time last year, before the start of the season. And we wondered what would happen. Um, and yeah, unfortunately, it's the uh, self-fulfilling prophecy, I think, in terms of they've lost a couple of good players. They're two good young players, Johnny Evans and uh, Sam Cotter. I think they've both gone to Sentinel. I know Johnny's at Sentinel. I don't know about Sam, but he's gone somewhere. Sheffield. Shifnal, there you go. So he's gone to Shifnal. Again, he had some standout performances last year. Gone to Shifnal. And they haven't got the youth around to replace because those players that were on the fringe who were second team players disappeared. I know, you know, friend of the podcast, Hughesy's gone to Condover because he lives there. Graham Geary's followed him to Condover as well. So suddenly, from a team having generally putting two sides out that struggle sometimes for the seconds. They've gone down to struggling to put a side out at all. I think they played with eight on Saturday valiantly and had a, a, a draw with um, High Flying Brosley, um, which was, you know, incredible. Eight-man eight man Reynolds um, getting a losing draw against Brosley, uh, which I thought was a, a fantastic performance. But, you know, they've, they've had six, seven, any number. And, yeah, you really, really worry for them, to be honest with you, whether the club will survive this season. We um, we played Axon Randall first game of the season and we only had nine that day. And they they turned up with, with 11 and, you know, they were very much saying, we're going to struggle this season. We're going we're gonna to struggle to put... 11 players out in the park every week and, um, you know, it's just not looking good. Um, I mean, one or two of them even said we won't make halfway, but they they basically have now. Um, they, they conceded three games um, and, you know, let, let's hope that they can continue. You know, I know there was a couple of weeks ago they had three players on loan from Sentinel um, and, you know, they were able to put a team out and, you know, we can but hope that they, they, they continue to make it through the season. Um, it's, re- it's such a shame because, you know, we, Acton Reynolds, everyone, I think I've never come across anyone who doesn't like the guys at Acton Reynolds. Um, and, you know, we've always had great games with them. Um, and, um, yeah, it's just such a shame for, you know, and it's a lovely place to go and play cricket. You know, in, in the it is a lovely pub after as well. You know, it's... It is a shame. And, you know, when I played a few games against the ones and several against the twos and, you know, it was a nice club. You know, they were they were good, you know, throughout the club. It, it is. It's such a pity to see them down there. Yeah. I mean, I grew up as a Harcourt boy, um, lived in between the two. So I probably actually lived closer to Reynolds than I did to Harcourt. But yeah. <laughs> these things happen in terms of loyalties and what have you but it's always a local derby they always knew all the lads there um you know knew it when it used to be a postage stamp of the ground before they bought extra ground off the farmer and extended it had the pavilion did all that and yeah you actually they were quite a progressive club at that time in sort of you know um 80s late late 80s early 90s and yeah it's 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 a real shame it is a real shame um and i i, I don't know what the answer is you know i think i said last year on the podcast hadnall as a village which is on their doorstep is growing rapidly there are lots of housing projects going on there and it's kind of 
you know, can they get people from there to come and play? Um, because, you know, you don't want to see a great club die. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, you look at it and think, yeah. Is it just a case of getting through to the end of the season and seeing what they can do then for Reynolds? And uh... Well, yeah. I mean, what they, if, if they concede two more games, they're gone, aren't they? And that's the, that's the worry. You know, they've already conceded three. Um, two more league games. Again, it's a, a chunk of points. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's automatic expulsion. There is no sort of um, um, leeway from that. It's, you know, that's the rule. If you concede five games, then you're out of the league. Your record's expunged. And, yeah, you can reapply next season. But you have to put a case together to say, this is what we've done. This is where we are now and everything else. Um, and even that doesn't always work. Look at Hinstock. Hinstock applied and came back in the division and have gone again. So I mean, they could, if they could make it to the end of the season, perhaps they could ask to be relegated. You know, a couple of divisions. You know, to, to try and get get a team established there again, perhaps. Yeah. Does that does that help though? Does that not? Do you not then probably lose some players who think that they want to play? A, a similar standard. I mean, you play in that they they play in this. You know, you play in that higher league and there's some good players still at Reynolds, you know, and they'll yeah. probably still be no. wanting to be playing at a decent... Look, look, look un, without a doubt, they're getting relegated this year mm. if, if they see it through to the end of the season. So they'll be in Division 5 next season. Um, I think, you know, they've got some they've got some good players there, you know. I mean, mm. Ian Fox, um, A.D. Hudson, you know, some, some good cricketers there um, that... You know, Division Five. They're trying to build a team again. That's not a bad division to build a team in, is it? Really? You know. I mean, you got to think as well. They're going to be there are going to be some teams who are going to be looking at these players and probably sending a few texts out, surely. But too far away for us, mate. I, I, it... <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't sit well with me either. You know, you don't want to be you know adding to someone's woes. You know, no. ideally, you know, you'd you'd, you'd hope they they'd. Um, be able to pick up a couple of players and what have you. But the trouble is, as well, is they got guys. I mean, yeah, Husey used to, you know lived not far from Condover and travelled to Acton Rail to play. When you have that, and you don't have a local conurbation, as it were, where you can pull players from, mm. that can be the issue because people travelling they get fed up with travelling to play with six or seven, don't they? Mm. And that's that's the problem. I mean, what what have your experiences been, Ollie, uh, this season of Division Four? Um, from a well, from a personal point of view, it's been very frustrating for us. You know, we we haven't batted the best all year, um, apart from a few um, notable exceptions. But we've we've managed to put a score on or some sort of score most weeks. I mean, we've had teams in positions where we we could have bowled them out quite cheaply, and then I don't want to say we haven't had the rub of the green, but sometimes things go your way and sometimes they don't. And this year, there seems to have uh, more has gone against us, you know, but by you know, by our own fault in terms of dropping catches or stuff not quite going to hand and this, that, and the other. And we just seem to we seem to be in a rut at the moment, and we just can't get out of it. And we're we're losing games that perhaps last year or the year before we would have we would have won a bit easier. And um, but you know, there's some there's some fantastic players in the division and some great teams and. You know, and we've had some great games in the whole. It does look like that the the top two, Colum and Brosley, are just pulling away a bit now, doesn't it? You know, there's a, a sort of a thirty point gap between second and and third, 
Um, I mean, Colum looked to be having a great season. Um, yeah, no, I mean, we played we played Colum a couple of weeks ago, and and uh, we played a thirty over game, and they put two three six on. Um, uh, Milan Dansangani scored a hundred in very short time, but we dropped him on twenty three. Um, he'll, always, he'll always give you a chance. There's no doubt yeah. about that. He hits the ball hard, but he'll always give you a chance. Yeah. So, we, so you know, and without that, you know, it'd been an interesting game. I mean, the rain in the ultimately the rain came, and we were expecting the rain to come, and and, it, and we called it off. But you know, we were we were seventy two for one from ten overs in in re, in reply. So you know, it was be a good game. Good it, was game. A, it could could have been could have turned into a great game. You know, we probably didn't have the depth of batting that they had. Um, if they'd have got another couple of wickets, it would it would have changed things. But you never know. You never know. The, the lad, two lads that were in at the time were going really well, and in the end, we shared the points. So, but you know, and, and they yeah, they were a good bunch of lads. We played them. We played them in the midweek a couple of weeks bef- before and got rained off in that as well. But you know, they're, they're a nice bunch of lads. And yeah, um, I like Colin. We spent two seasons playing against them in Division Six and Division Five, and they've you know they've recruited well, haven't they? They, you know, they 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 moved up moved up a division, and they've recruited well. As you say, they're a good bunch of lads, um, and um, you know, I think I think you know the more power to their elbow. I think it was very interesting. Uh, our first team played them in the hundred and um, knocked them about a bit. To be honest with you, I think we made uh, our first made two hundred and over two hundred anyway in the hundred, and and they finished up one. 160 chasing them. So they, they, look, they're a good bunch of lads. I, you know, I know Ben Tipton very well and some of the lads there. And they have. They've recruited really well. And I think, you know, they're going about it the right way as a club, to be honest with you, which is uh, good to see. Yeah, and, you know, and and, it, and the table proves that. They, you know, they, they seem to be a, a, a group of lads that gets on really well, um, you know. And it's that, that, a bit like Ian said, you know, sometimes, I'm not saying it is in this case, but sometimes... When you've got a great team spirit and you're all enjoying playing cricket together, sometimes it doesn't matter if you haven't got the best players in the world. But mm. as a team unit, you can you can put those results together and and um, you know they have got some good players and but they are making their way. But, you know, look look as it stands that like you said they're pulling away at the top with um, with Brosley. They've got some good young lads and the Stanford Davises, two brothers. They're good cricketers. Really good cricket, seriously good cricketers. Um, so you know that'll stand instead. Brosley, thoughts on Brosley, folks? Doing well considering they've had nine penalty points. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think for me, Brosley, they're a side who, when they went up from Division Five, they looked really good, and they've, you know, they had a couple of, you know, the COVID years, they was a bit dodged, but they've brought back some of their players who were in that successful side and are now uh, going up towards the top half, um, which is only good for Brosley, you know, they've brought in some really good players. But yeah, good to see Frankton second 11, you know, up there and um, thoughts on uh, Kai Glass, another, you know, struggling again. Do you think that they'll... um, do you think that they'll survive this year? Um, I hope. I, you know, again, we had a good game against them, um, and um, it was really close. In fact, they, they they got it with. Well, it was looking like they might not get the runs that we'd got, and then um, the, the Sri Lankan lad—I can never say his name, so I do apologise. Rushi. 
Rashid. He, he, yeah, he, he came out and he, and he was playing on a different pitch to everyone else that was playing on that pitch that day. Um, you know, he came out and I think he scored 16 and about seven balls or something like that um, and just finished the game off there and then. Um, but it was a good game. It was a close game. We, we lost it. Um, we haven't had a good visit to uh, Gattaca in the last two or three years and uh, uh, same players sort of. Uh, do you know what's really? Do you know what's really sad there though? They've had they they bought some saved up, bought some new covers, got a grand, bought some new covers, and they've been vandalised within an instant, almost. You know, and and it's terrible. I mean, you know, it's it's the, the, the they've taken ownership of the, of Gattaca Park, haven't they? And um, you know, do all the work on it and everything else, and you know, um, but unfortunately, they've just had some idiots. Mm-hmm. You know, they they bought our old covers off us, and uh, you know, I can speak from memory, they were bloody heavy to push around. They were corrugated iron on steel frames, but they bought them off us to have a set of covers, and then they've been saving out and got a grant to to get new covers in, and they got these new covers in, and within ten days, they've been vandalised and ruined almost, uh, and it's just just so frustrating. Really but is. I mean, in in the whole, they have improved. You know that. The, the going to Gatica of old when it was council run, it was always there was big holes in the creases and all sorts of things, and and it's it's a nice you know it's a much nicer place to go and play cricket now than it than it was back then, and you know fair play fair play to the lads that have that have sort of put their necks online and said well, do you know what we'll 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 do it and um, yeah and, and they've improved it massively so you know unfortunately yeah. for them it just looks if you look at that division. Um, the two teams at the bottom and the two teams at the top, they both seem to be the top two are pulling away and the bottom two are, are just falling away because it's mm. it's 30 points almost between um, 11th and 10th there as well. So you've almost got three little leagues in that division. Yeah. Oh, they, they've got us to play again yet, so I'm sure they'll get a few points back on us. Let me play them. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting one this year, I think, because it looks it looks tight in that in that middle order of the of the does. league, isn't it? Fifth to, fifth to fifth to tenth, twenty nine points between them, and then you've kind of then there's twenty points between fifth and fourth, and you know twenty twenty six points between fifth and third. Obviously, the top two are kind of going well away with it by the looks of it, but. You know, it's it's a tight division where anything can happen, really. I think over the second half of the season, what what's our prediction for the second half then? And we'll start with Ollie, given that you're the one who's uh, played in it all this season. Um, I I I think that um, Colum and Brosley will continue to to probably pull away at the top. Um, I didn't play Frankton, so I don't know their strength. I was I was down in Devon that weekend, and by all accounts, I made the right choice. Um, <laughs> We and Aston, they're a decent side, Thank you. and um, yeah, I, th- I think they, you know, on, the, on again on their day they can beat anyone, and I'm a little bit surprised to see them down in fourth. But what I'm really surprised about is Condover in eighth. You know, they're, yeah. they're a decent side, and you know they, they put a lot of runs against us. Again, we dropped um, Andy Mottram on in the twenties, and he went on to make 127. I think we dropped him three times in the end. Um, but mean, well, they got thumped by Colum on Saturday, didn't they? Condover. But I, I just think it's. I think Division Four over the last three or four years has consistently been the division where the middle of the table is very close, and you know, mm. one win can take you from tenth to fifth. 
Um, as proved by Kai Glass last year, they went into the last of the season with Market Drayton. Basically, winner takes all. The, the, lo- the losers were getting relegated and the winners were staying up. And they actually went from 11th to 5th, I think, on the last day of the season. So You I, literally could throw a hanky over him, couldn't you? Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not writing off Kai Glass. Um, um, yes, they're, yes, they're 28 points behind us, mm. but... You know, it only takes one win, and you, you, you know, you're back. I you're think back the in. other thing is, um, column. We played column twos at their place, and there were two or three first teamers who were playing in the seconds, and they were saying, "Oh, you know, family issues. They didn't want to play away. This, that, and the other." I think if push comes to shove, column ones could be a little bit stronger, and if it gets closer to the end of the season. I wouldn't be surprised to see column ones pull away at the top mm. to make sure that they're, you know, they've done very well this first half. I think, uh, I think they could make themselves stronger. I think their twos are struggling. We'll come to that in a minute, but yeah. I think the column ones could be a stronger side than they are now. So looking at the stats and uh, the player performances, players who've got hundreds so far in division four, Alfie Oaks, Charlie Rogers, Guy Black, Jason Brooks, Darren Everson, Adam Millichip, Milan Dansingani, Andy Mottram, Jonathan Price, Andy Green, and Chris Scott. So four players there from uh, Column, as you mentioned, uh, doing well this season, and a, a mixture of everyone else. A cu- two of the main Condover players, and uh, one of your own, Ollie. Yeah, yeah, um, and Andy, unfortunately, Andy, Andy is a great player um, and a great keeper. He's unfortunately not available every week. Um, last week, I think he played two games and 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 didn't end well. And I think he got a bit of, bit of um, bad luck in both games. But this this year, he's I think he's played two or three so far. Um, he's, he's he's an absolute benefit to have on the pitch. Um, took an absolutely stunning catch. Keep him standing up at, at um, Wheaton Aston early on in the season, um, and scored a great hundred a couple of weeks ago for us. Um, so he's always a bonus to have in that in that in that lineup. Really, um, I know quite well about um, a couple of those other hundreds because they were against us. Um, again, both were dropped in the twenties, so it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. You know, it's great for the guys, and it's always nice to see a, a batsman score hundred. Um, Unless it's against you, really, but uh, <laughs> you know, we all we all play cricket to to have these little milestones, and it's nice to look back in years to come and go, oh, you know, I scored a hundred, or I got a fifty, or I took five wickets. Um, so you know, it's it's, it's great for them. Um, yeah, just please don't do any any more against Carol. <laughs> so well, moving on to the five wicket halls, we've got two for Oa Abdul, two for Edgar Watley. Got two, uh, one for Gavin Jones, Ben Marson, Jack Orbel, Caitlin Perry, Benjamin Jones, Alan Williams, Jack Kelly, Richard Parry Jones, Joe Marson, Joe Marson, George Austin, Troy Newton, Nathan Whittingham, and the best figures this season go to George Dickin with 
amazing figures of seven for nine, uh, helping that day Frankton to bowl out Bishop's Castle for 32. His figures there, seven overs, two maidens, seven wickets for nine runs, an econ of 1.29. A bowler's dream, that, eh? Sounds like it. Sounds like it, yeah. And there's another one as well, because Oase Abdul got five against us at the weekend, so he should be on that list somewhere. Um um, yeah, I'm just I'm just looking at the total runs, you know, the, the top ten run scorers in the division so far, and the wicket takers, and you, you see, you know, Brosley have got four batsmen in the top ten in terms mm-hmm. of the top top run scorers, you know, so they're really cashing in this year. And then you look at Gav Jones as, um, you know, Gavin Jones is top of the pile with the runs, mm-hmm. but he's also second in the number of wickets on, you know, well, joint top actually on number of wickets as well. So, you know, he's having a really good season, but you'd expect that, you know, in Division 4 because he's he played Prem last year um, at Maidley. So, you know, he's it's, it's really interesting to see that. But um, there's some good performances across the board. You look at that. Mm. you've got you know there's it's all the teams are at the top end unsurprisingly are all up there um charlie rogers not surprising to see uh him up there always abdul again up the top as well and uh yeah some good performances who's been your who's your standout player for this uh first half of the season in division four ollie um the person who has who who in terms of batting who i've think has been the cleanest hitter um, was was Milan Dansangani last week. You know um, he was so week, yeah last week yeah he just was hitting that ball so cleanly um, yeah and I mean their lad said he's either he's either twenty or eighty sort of sort of player and but on last last week on on the evidence he showed us last week he was just hitting things so cleanly and and it once he hit it he hit it it stayed hit and it was it was in the churchyard it was over the fence and all sorts of things. On a bowling front, I have to say I was very impressed with, again with Oase Abdul on, on Saturday, just gone. Um he can turn it both ways, go straight on, you know, he's got he's got four or five variations in every over and you know he's he's a nightmare to face. Um and I'm not saying that just because he bowled me. <laughs> so yeah, I, th- I think those those two players have really stood out for me so far this year fantastic okay right let's move ourselves on to the next division okay and we move ourselves on to division five at the top of the table we've got Whitchurch second 11 on 184 in second place we've got Newtown second 11 with 158 in third place the hipster's choice Lanid Lois <laughs> with 153 in fourth place all Scott Heath, second 11, 134. In fifth, we've got Wellington, 131. In sixth, we've got Much Wenlock with 128. In seventh place, we've got Shrewsbury with 126. In eighth place, Iskoid and Fens Bank, 122. In ninth place, Knockin and Kinnelly, second 11, 109. St George's in 10th with 108. And Church Stretton in 11th with 100. And at 11, the mighty Alberbury second 11 with 59. The less we talk about that, the better. But I mean, pretty much everyone will want me to talk about it. No, they won't. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, so Division 5. Uh, does anyone want to start or... 
where, where, where do you want to go? <laughs> you want me, you want me to start crying for you guys? Is that what you want? <laughs> no, listen, let's, let's spare your... Um... Do you want a therapy session now? <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, no. you can all be the counsellor and I'll just speak forever. We'll we'll do some questions later, mate. It's uh, you know, just just in terms of that. We'll do a we'll do a Q and A with you afterwards, if you like. Um, that being said, if people are driving the car listening to this, I, I don't think they want to be listening to me talking about it. <laughs> it's really interesting to see Whitchurch top of the pile and actually running away almost thirty points clear um, because. We played them. I played in, in Division Five last year. We got relegated. We played them twice. They racked up two hundred and forty odd at their place. Um, didn't bowl us out, and we finished one hundred and ninety chasing it. Um, but when they came to our place, they were a completely different side. Didn't travel well at all, and it's been their perennial thing. We've always said. I've said it umpteen times on the on the podcast. They don't travel well, but I think they fixed that this year to a degree. And. Um, you know, they've got some very good cricketers there, high-scoring batsmen, um, and I th- think they, you know, they're a bit more of a complete package, and I think they actually are trying to get out of this division and get a bit further up the league so it isn't as so much of a jump then from, you know, their second team to their first team, if that makes sense. Mm. So I think it's a concerted effort for them this year, and it's paying off. Um, Newtown, um, I've got to be honest, I you know, and... Newtown boys don't don't be don't hate me for this, but I am very surprised to see Newtown second eleven, second in the division. I wasn't expecting it. Great, you know, more power to your elbow. Um, but from the team I saw last year, um, I didn't expect it. But hey, you know, uh, well done, guys. Lanny, hipster's choice. You know, always on my radar. <laughs> I have to have to travel miles, as as do Newtown a lot. I have to do a lot of travelling as well, um, you know. But uh, they're they're up there fighting for that top two spot. You know mm. that'll be interesting. Also, Keith was strong last year, yeah. um, and came up and carried on doing well. Um, I'm really surprised Wellington aren't up there further. I thought you know Wellington were really strong, and you know, um, thumped Shrewsbury at the weekend. Um, and you know, strong, strong side can be very strong, but again, it's that third, fourth team issue is that depends what the first, second team are like and everything else, and then they get players pinched off. And then you got much Wenlock, who were on for a big, big game on Saturday, mm. scored 280 odd for one, yeah, in, in and, and then it got rained off, uh, against this Coyd, who, who again, I thought would be higher up the league, yeah. Ollie, Ian, thoughts, you go first off, okay. Um, I'm not surprised to see Whitchurch up the top there. Uh, I know, I know um, they are trying to make a concerted effort to to get, like Ian said, to get closer to their to their first team. Um, also, agree that you know I think we think we we had Wellington and Whitchurch as the top two, so it is a little surprising to see Wellington down there. But you know, it's it, it's a fourth team at the end of the day, so if they've got a few availability issues. You know, just because they're a big club doesn't mean they have the don't have the same issues as everyone mm-hmm. else. So if they're losing a couple of players from this first, seconds, and thirds, that has a big impact on the fourth. So mm-hmm. if they're not quite doing quite as well as we expected. That that could be the reason. Um, Lanaid Lloyds are doing obviously haven't you know they've had a they had a, they're having a good season. Um, I think Whitchurch were there at the weekend. So they've probably just dropped away from the top because of that. Because I think I think I think Richard's won. Um, 
And I think Wichita win will win a lot of games this year. Um, Fensbank is are, are down in eighth. Um, I know they're having some availability issues, like a lot of teams are, mm. and we've already discussed multiple times. But they're very much like us. They're they're a single they're a single team club, um, very rural, and they, they are struggling for players. I spoke to uh, Ryan, uh, um, the Fens skipper, a couple of times this year. Um, you know, message me see if we've got any any extra players. Um, and on both occasions, I've had to let him down. Um, so, so I know that I know they're struggling in the same way that we all are. Um, and I think if availability was better, they would be up near the top. Mm-hmm. What I would say about this division is that it seems to be very strong, like we've like we've said. And I think I think if Whitchurch do come up, I think they'll do very well in Division Four next year as well. Um, I think I can see you know Colm have come up this year and they've gone they've gone straight to the top of division four. So I can definitely see something similar happening next year with Whitchurch. Um, don't know a lot about Newtown. Um, mm. from, a, from a personally personal um, point of view, um, and it's nothing personal to them, I'd like to see Newtown and Leonard Lloyd drop down the table a little bit because it's a bloody long way from Carveral to uh, <laughs> Rocky. Um, hey, you might, you might miss them, don't worry. Yeah, well, hopefully. <laughs> if, if they do go up, that, perhaps that's the best option. Um, uh, dear. No, they're a good bunch of lads, they are too. Yeah, they are, yeah. And yeah, we, we, always, we, we, you know, we played Lanny for, for, for a few seasons in the same division before they had, they've sort of slipped down the leagues a little bit, but they're on the way back. And they, they were always a great bunch of lads. It was just a shame that it was just such a long way. And, you know, yeah. you always get those, those few sort of players that, oh, I, I can't play next week. Oh, why is that? Oh, I'm doing something with the missus, or I've got something on, and it's nothing to do with the fact that it's a long trip. It's yeah, but those <laughs> th- those guys have to make it more week often. Than they, yeah, and that's the thing, you know. They they I don't I know what you're saying. It's it's a, it's a tough one, but that's the geography of Shropshire cricket. Um, I I think uh, I was going to say about Fens Bank just very quickly. I believe that uh, Johnny Faulkner's. <laughs> played played several games this year. I think at least two yeah, or three. Yeah, yeah at, at the grand old age of eighty six. So there's hope for all of us, especially you, <laughs> especially you, Aldo. Thank you very much indeed, Slats. <laughs> Just looking at the division, we'll brush over that. Um, <laughs> Ishkoid are eighth on one hundred and twenty two points, but all Scott in fourth have only got twelve points more than them. It is mm. very very tight. That yeah. mid section of that division, you know. One win could could propel a team, you know, three four places quite deeply there. So yeah. it is all still to play for, really. Yeah. Well, Shrewsbury yeah. thirds were near the top, or you know, near the top end, and then they conceded that game. Yes. Mm. Yes. And then and then ran into Wellington, a strong Wellington side at the weekend, and suddenly they're down there in uh, uh, where are we seventh? seventh? Yeah. So just shows. Right. Sorry. Here we go. Are you ready? <laughs> Hang on, hang on, hang on. Has anybody got the Simon Bates music? (laughs) (laughs) So I'll start off. Every team's an absolute gun in this league. Unbelievable. Um, no, um, yeah, so, so well, what they're loaded guns and you're not, is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, well, I'll, I'll talk about everyone else and then I'll talk uh, ourselves. We'll kind of go on to because I think it's pretty irrelevant, um, really. Like, like pretty much every team, we've really struggled for availability this season. I mean, I think I've put outside 
I've put out our under 14 side uh, for about five games this season, where it's been me, um, Jono, who's the other side of 60, uh, well, past the other side of 60, myself, um, another one of the parents, and then the under 14s. And given that a lot of the under 14s have never played senior cricket this season, it's it was been quite a struggle, uh, but at the end of the day, we're not conceding a game, and also it's giving experience to these set, these youngsters. But obviously, I'd rather the youngsters have the experience in um, playing for our third eleven, where it's probably a bit better for them. I mean, we've had a few youngsters. It's whilst it's good blood in the youngsters, you've kind of got to blood them alongside adults, I think, and where it's an interesting game because yeah. you know I I did have one of the kids come up to us on one of the games, kind of going how many overs have we got left here? Because obviously they're just chasing leather all all afternoon due to the fact that of how it is. And, and whilst, you know, it's, 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 it's hard, but it's also kind of the adults who do make themselves available. It's kind of a bit disheartening for them because they still want to have a nice kind of game of cricket and challenging. But again, it's, We've had a lot of issues with availability due to weddings, stag do's, and just general other things that have happened. You know, there was a shooting day that was organised and things like that, and it's it's just been unfortunate. And our biggest problem has been that when we have fielded our best side or a, a side I would be happy, happy putting out on a... Well, not really happy. I'm happy to put out any side, but you know what I mean? Happier. Kind of happier to put, you know, a team that I think would be competitive in Division 5. Um, you know, we've come up against the strongest teams in the league at their strongest. Um, so starting with that, obviously, first game of the season, we had Shrewsbury third 11, who had an absolutely ridiculous side. Um, way too good for us. And if they put that team out every week in Division 5, they'd be too good. I mean, coming in at three, they had a lad who was playing for their twos in the Premiers last season, and he was coming in at three. You know, uh, you had Sam Sherwin, who's a good friend of mine, uh, and Rob Johnson, who's notoriously both of them very good batsmen, who absolutely just smashed it around the park. And, you know, we had a, we had a half deep, we had a half deep, you know, we had a good side out, um, you know, a good side that would give anyone kind of a decent game in Division 5. But, you know, when you're coming up against batsmen like that who could quite easily play Div 3, Div 2, Div 1. You know, if if I saw Sam Sherwin or Rob Johnson playing in Div 1 or the Prem, I wouldn't I wouldn't be going, oh, what are they doing there? You know what I mean? Um, and also their bowling attack, um, Shrewsbury's bowling attack was absolutely fantastic. And like you said, I'm surprised to see them down there. But then also I think them being a third side, it's it's one of those about availability. I saw that they, they put out seven against Lanny. Um, struggle to get a side out there, and it's again, it's half of it's luck of the draw. If you know, if we came up against Shrewsbury when they had bad availability, that's 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 a bonus for us. But we caught them at their strongest, and um, must I say, obviously, um, I hope that uh, their captain Steve Frogger gets uh, better soon because I know that he got injured um, halfway. Well, not too soon, not quite early on in the season and I think his season may be gone um, unfortunately for him and then yeah it just carried on like that we against Wellington fourth 11 can't really say how how they did because again it was me and a load of like our under 14s and we got rolled for about 36 so I can't really uh, judge on that one I mean we did offer they had scored they'd knocked it off in about seven overs we did offer to play a 20 to let them carry on because they did have a few youngsters we did offer to play let them 
uh, have a bit of a bat on and uh, give their youngsters a bit of a go so our youngsters could also have a bit of a game rather than finish the game after five overs after they bowled us all out in about 10 uh, but unfortunately they they had other places to be um, so we can so we can uh, carry on that um, we then Newtown's second 11 was a good game actually you know and, and considering their second I should be probably a bit happier about that one we uh, turned up to them with 10 men and um, again a lot of youngsters in that team who did really well and performed well on that day and we had a few, couple of adults who performed well and uh, we took them to they only beat us with uh, three balls to spare which you know considering their second in the league I think is a fantastic result Lanny I was away for that game but uh, that was a rain affected game so can't really say too much about that I was away for the old Scott game as well but I've been told that they were very good and obviously they've got a few players who it's, you know, with the benefit of their first 11 strengthening, from what I've heard, is really improved their second 11. And they've got players, by the sounds of it, who are playing like the England Test team. <laughs> and the one day side, they just go and go and go and go. And apparently it was raining sixes and boundaries, which, you I know. Think, I think Rich Benting's always played like that when he was yeah. in Wellington. He played like that. He'd, he'd like to give it a go from the off. And, you know, he's got. 400 plus runs this season so you know he's coming off really mm. well isn't he much Wenlock I've got next Saturday so yet to find out about them but yeah they, like you said they scored 208 last week for one so uh, that's going to be fun no, 280 uh, 280 for one so that's going to be fun uh, it's Goyden Friends Bank so I thought Shrewsbury were the best team that we've played this season um, I think it's Goyd, uh, a close probably joint second with Whitchurch on the side, obviously on the sides that they put out. I mean, when I'm saying that this first, second and, and joint second, there's literally like a wafer pit, <laughs> like probably a filter paper between the two of them, um, if you're allowed to say that. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> what, what, a coffee filter paper? Yeah, of course you are. Yeah, man. coffee Fine. filter paper. But I mean, Fens Bank on that day had a great day and uh, it was um, Tom Wynn's wedding. Uh, the day before, and um, he he turned up hungover, as, and all these guests were there, and it was a beautiful sunny day. We turned up with four bowlers, and uh, they smashed us around the park, and then he got a seven for. So uh, <laughs> he had a day out that day, we, didn't he? We gave him a fantastic wedding present. Uh, what a weekend <laughs> he had there! But yeah, they they were they were they were great, and their top two both smashed us around the park. Um, Brian Jones and um, uh, who was their other opener? Uh, anyway, their their batsman did really well and just smashed us around the park. And yeah, even you know they you get through that, and then you've got Tom Lee, Duncan Wright. You know, you know Ryan. You, they've just got such a good batting lineup and then yeah then they just skilled us which was unfortunate uh knocking and kinnerly a tight game um they you know i love knocking and uh, we did really well i think we deserve to win that game and really proud of us and that was our first positive result last season well this season last week and um yeah good to get the winning draw a uh, bit of a shame that we couldn't get the full 24 points but a few drop catches from our side uh really kind of scuppered that one. St. George's third 11, again, another game where we turned up with our under-14s and myself and John O'Green. 
Um, so that was a struggle and they had some batsmen who just teed off really and um, then again some g- a good performance from some of our younger players Jason Joseph 14 year old um, scored 30 odd smashing it around and bowled really well as well Freddie Dale another 14 year old who did really well picked up a couple of wickets you know and it's really good to see these youngsters coming through and hopefully in the future it'll, it'll come around and then the Church Stretton we had a good tight game with them as well um, probably my captaincy lost us that game I was probably a bit too negative and also batted myself at ace, um, which. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When I came in and then scored some runs was is not the best thing to have done. But um, yeah, I probably should have batted myself a bit higher that day. And that is uh, the first time I've ever, ever said that because normally I'm going, I should be batting lower. Um <laughs> But yeah, so it's a tight get. It's a tight league, and yeah, there's some good sides. I think if we can get some good availability, and it's a massive, massive, massive if. I could probably see us pulling ourselves out of it. I could only see us getting ourselves up to ninth uh, at a push um, because I think that top seven are so good. You know, Whitchurch, unbelievable side. Old Scott, unbelievable side. Lanny, unbelievable side. You know, they're all really good sides. And yeah, I'll, I'll yet to see what much Wenlock are doing. Um, and yeah. lots of runs, mate. That's what they're doing. They're yeah. doing lots and lots of runs. They, you look and, at um, the top scorers. I will, I will say, though, you know, Whitchurch, Newtown, um, Shrewsbury, Iskoid and Friends Bank, knocking St. George's and Church Stretton, all really, I had really great days and they're really great clubs and had we had really great chat with all of those guys. So um, yeah, really well done to those. And it was the first time I've ever played at Iskoid. So, and that was a, a treat. And unfortunately, may, maybe the last, um, but yeah, we'll move on to uh, the statistics in it's this division. Just one thing, division. Yeah, say go about, for about, it. about the division. No, no, it's, yeah, no, yeah, go, it's, no, we, go we, for we, it. We said about Division 4 as well. Mm. If you look at 11, sorry about this, 11, <laughs> 11 up to mm. 8, 7, it's it's one good win. Mm. You know, it's, there's, you know, Stretton on 100 points in 11th and Iskoyder on 122 in 8th. So a good win gets you out of trouble it's, it's it's really really tight down there likewise a bad loss could put you back you know down in the bottom two or three yeah and it's it's also why i'm quite 
you know, it, it, it's a good, a good run of form and some good availability. And it's something that we say every year. You you have the availability. You are, you stand as good a chance as anyone. And yeah. it goes to show that the teams who I think are two of the best in the league find themselves in seventh and eighth, you know, and it's a bit of luck of the luck of the draw in who you face and what, what strength aside you face that day. Um, but, yeah, I think I think it's it's a really wide open league. I think Whitchurch, quite rightly at top, they, you know, very good side. Ed Watson Jones, they've got a fantastic bowling lineup uh, as well. You know, Eddie Lewis uh, in the rooms, isn't he? Eddie Lewis, Eddie Lewis looks a million dollars. Um, he's very good. Probably, I'd probably say too good for Division Five, um, and you know. He's surely got to be at the point where they're probably having. To, he's a local lad, and surely he's got to be given a go in Division One, or maybe even move over the road to a side or something. I don't know what he's uh, what he's got to do. I'm trying to do some recruitment there, Ollie. Um, but yeah, I can see yeah. that. <laughs> you know, you got they've got some fantastic players, you know, Jack Batkin. You're not going to get many bowlers like him in Division Five either. And it's you know they're very, you know. Overall, really good, and their captain Dave Weaver's not too bad either, as a bloke. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm only joking, Dave. So anyway, uh, what... <laughs> he's all right, Dave. I like Dave. Got well with him. I don't know what you mean. No, no, I, no, no. I really get on with Dave. I went to school um, with Dave. So, uh, what, what are your, what are your thoughts, guys? Uh, before I go on to the stats quickly, just, just your point on the Fens Bank, uh, one of your. Um, better teams in the division it, the, their their game with Whitchurch I think they, they ran them close they nearly beat them but um, and actually got I think they had a losing draw but got more points out of it um, so just goes to show that you, you're not far away with that I think you know again on their day they could they could they could probably walk away with that division um, it's just having that availability and we won't keep I think I think we should be pretty probably have a it's like a swear jar for every time we say the word availability because it's the buzzword. Yeah. <laughs> it is indeed. Um, we should we should call this like a confessions of the cow corner captains rather than the uh, <laughs> cow corner worry, extra show. Don't worry, it's coming next. Uh, uh, it'll be it'll be one of those, won't it? It'll be like if. <laughs> If if any of the uh, if if any of the topics you've heard this evening affected you, <laughs> you, you can call. <laughs> you can call the we following phone the, numbers. Um, the Samaritans out there. Never mind sponsoring <laughs> yeah. the beers. We should have the Samaritans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> please, con- please contact the cow corner helpline <laughs> on 0500. No one gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, moving on to the batsmen. So uh players who've got a hundred in division five. Uh anyone who's played off will be second eleven. No. Um so we've got Mark Brown with two, Sam Sherwin with two, Rich Benting with one, Dan Searle with one, Dylan Edwards, Aways Arif with one, Rob Johnson with one, Ed Watson Jones with one, and Ed Myers with one. So one, two, three um for five of those have come against Alberbury. Um so yeah, I've had the pleasure of seeing half of those, which is uh which is pleasing. So I can say that they're quite quite uh, exceptional uh batsmen. So um here's the, here's the scary stats though. You look at the top ten mm. and if, if if 
if as a batsman, if you've got 500 runs in a season, you've had a really good season, whole season. Yeah. Mark Brown has got 518 runs this year. We're not halfway through yet. <laughs> Second is Rich Benting with 440. Again, we're not halfway through. Um, Eddie Lewis, 437. Duncan Wright, 411. Um, William Denham, 380. Dan Searle, again, much when not 372. You're going to have fun next week, mate. Um, know, this, mate. This, this week, rather. And, and it goes on, you know. Sam it, Sherwin averaging 117 in yeah. seventh. Three, 353. <laughs> Adam Knight, you know, really good cricketer, uh, 320. Dylan Edwards, 304. And then to get in the top 10, just about Richard Allison's got 288 just to get in the top 10. How <laughs> scary is that? It? It's it's a good league. Um and yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Um moving on to the bowlers, we've got uh the fans' favourite, Owen Jones. Cheers, Owen, for telling us how to pronounce that one. Very apologetic. We will never let you down ever again. Um friend of the podcast, we can call you now, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so he's got two five wicket hauls we've got Adrian Folks with ten five wicket hauls we've got Asad Jahangir with two five wicket hauls then Jack Giddings with one five wicket haul also with one five wicket haul we've got Peter Lee, Ali Iqbal Tom Wynn, Grant Tanadine, Jonathan Hunter Jonathan Evans Sean Mendes Ryan Jones, Edward Prudeau, James Cook, Gabriel Downs, Ollie Thorpe, Niaz Wally Armadzi. And they're all the players who've got fifers, but the big one is Tom Wynn with his eight wickets for 40, which came against Alberbury. So well done, Tom. Um, great bowling. And um, he got me as well in that eight. So um, I feel very privileged to have had a part in such a wonderful wedding present. Um, <laughs> Again, look, look at the top 10, though. <laughs> Owen's top with 22. Then Adrian Fawkes with 18. So... You know, Lanny Boy's really getting lots of wickets consistency. Mm. Jack Giddings with 17 um, in third. Jeff Jones with 16. Frank Lloyd with 15. Peter Lee, mm. he's rolling his arm over there with 14 this season. Tom Wynn with 13. So he's done bugger all against anybody else all season, just, you know, against you boys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ali McBarr with 13, as is uh, Asad Jangir and Mark Smout with 13 also. Yeah, I mean, what can I say? Alberbury second eleven helping players pad out their uh, <laughs> stats. Their stats this season. <laughs> I wonder how many of them five wicket or no. Anyway, um, positivity, James. So, I mean, yeah, some fantastic players in Division Five, and I think I've picked out a lot so far. And uh, people don't want to hear me wittering on anymore, or otherwise, like we said, we'll probably have to put a helpline at the end of this uh, podcast. But. Um, Let's move ourselves on to the next division and Division 6. So into Division 6 we go and in first place we've got Bowmere Heath second 11 with 220 points. We've got second place, we've got Beacon second 11 with 196. We've got Ludlow third 11 with 151 points. We've got in fourth place Lillishall second 11 with 144 points. We've got Corvdale first 11 with 136 points. We've got Montgomery second 11 
in sixth with 123 points. We've got Quat third 11 with 121 points. We've got Coton Hall in eighth with 113. Willie second 11 in ninth with 101. Kund second 11 with 91. Colum second 11 with 63. And in 12th, Chirk second 11 with 52. So anyway, guys, uh, what are our thoughts on uh, Division 6? And given that he's the most successful captain and also published author on the uh, podcast, we will start with man of the moment, Ian Alderson. Ian, tell us where we're going wrong. How do you do it? How do you stay out of the bottom three? Or four? There's, there's obviously worse teams in Coraldale at the moment below us, but Bowmere and Beacon have been the best two teams we have played this year. Beacon in particular, um, Bryn Little, the, the gang of lads he's got there, they were superb the day we played them. Absolutely superb. Fielding, batting, bowling. They are, you know, best all-round team we played. Um, Bowmere were very strong as well. Yeah, like I said, we're just um, plodding along and a good little team that's pulled together and, you know, we're picking up points. We won uh, Saturday against Cherk, who are struggling for, for numbers. Um, they had a big shake up there last year after having a decent season uh, in Division 7 and probably would have been happier staying in Division 7, um, not finishing fifth and going up to division six i think they're they're struggling with that and they're obviously their ones are going very well as well could be in the prem there's a very big gap between anybody who wants to play um cricket at chirk between their first and seconds but um yeah it's 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 been a it's a good division people are playing cricket for all the right reasons and there are some very, very good younger players we've played against. Um, quad threes have got a, another lovely young fast bowler, Matt Kelsey, played very well against us. Uh, Ludlow thirds got Josh Bowen. Um, he, he played very well against us. Beaumaris so Emily A Day, uh, she got a five for spinning it beautifully. Um, and Matt Jones from Column, a lad from Liverpool. Um, a very nice spin bowler. I thought we only played him at Column um, uh, on a very warm day, and he bowled very, very well. Got a seven for. Didn't win him the game, but you know, there you go. It was, uh, it was, it was, it was a good, very good performance from Matt Jones. And uh, Sean Reynolds from Coton got 105 against us. It hit absolutely miles. You know, um, I know it's only a small ground at Coton, but it would have been 105 anywhere. Anywhere in the division, it'd been 105 at knocking in Kinnerly. You know, um, it, it's uh, it was a, a very, very good knock. And Bryn Little, like I said, uh, him and his, his beacon team, he got 115 against us and um, just paced the innings beautifully. I could see he was in a bit of touch as soon as he went out there, and uh, it was a lovely innings to watch, even though I was on the wrong end of it. But um, yeah, it's 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 a good season. Yeah, well, and, and interestingly, I'd, I'd echo a lot of that. We played, we started um, by the first game of the season against really strong sides. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, we, we, we played Boma Heath Beacon um, in, in the first sort of two or three games, four games. And Boma Heath were, were pretty strong when they come to us. Um, yeah, they, uh, 
they, they just looked a compact unit and they, you know, that somebody chips in all the way through, you know, whether it's, um, you know, taking wickets, they, they bowled us out pretty cheaply and, uh, knocked them off fairly comfortably, really. Um, you know, I know that I've known a, a number of years playing against over the years and they look a lot, a much stronger unit than I've seen them be, uh, for a few years. So again, that's recruited up top. Uh, for their first team, and it's filtered down to the second team, so the second team are stronger. Beacon, uh, it's funny, I was um, at Brian Kitson's, so funny, was at Brian Kitson's funeral uh, um, last week, and um, I was just speaking to Adam um, Stato, we all know Phillips from Beacon, and he says Bryn has found his level. <laughs> Finally found his level in Division Six, which I thought was quite funny. But Bryn is now getting when he used to get thirties, he's going on and getting, as you said, hundreds, you know, yeah. big big scores, and he's getting a few wickets as well. Um, you know, which I'm amazed at to be honest with you, because he couldn't turn a tap. But anyway, uh, <laughs> he'll love me for that. Um, those are the two standout teams, without a shadow of a doubt. You know, we played. Corvdale, obviously, uh, first game of the season, we had nine, and we got a pasted. Uh, no, no, no two ways about it. Changed team after that, though, with uh, a couple of departures. Uh, let's not talk about it, shall we? Um, Lillishaw looks strong. You know, they've got some good batsmen there. Rich Barge is getting runs. Um, Robbie Bagshaw always looks, you know, he's going to get runs and wickets. Um but we had, a, we had a draw against them at their place on a horrible day, 32 degrees on the Friday, 12 degrees on the Saturday. I tell you what, I was stood at Square Leg Umpire and I could see my own breath and thinking it's the middle of June. This can't be right. Um, uh, Monty played there. Uh, Tom Caulfield got a ton against us. Um, and that was, that was their batting, really. Um, there wasn't a lot else and we should have drawn the game. And then the idiot of a captain got out with uh, about three balls to go, no, with about nine balls to go and exposed the young lads at the tail. And that was that. Um, Kund, we had a cracking game with Kund early doors. You know, it was a 6-4 draw. Could have gone either way. You know, uh, again, they've got some good players. Troy wasn't playing that day. He's played since. Um, you know, when, they, when, they're, when they've got all their team back, I think they'll be fairly strong. I, I think they're in a false position at 10. Um, Column and Chirk, I think, have struggled, you know, with either availability or just, I think, I know that Column didn't want to come into Division 6. They would, they wanted to come from Sunday to Division 7 and keep developing that way. Um, the league looked at how well they'd done on a Sunday in the Sunday leagues and put them into Division 6. But the problem is there that a lot of the lads play first team we're playing Sundays as well and so but you know they've recruited they've got enough players they've got a very strong setup there um I wouldn't be surprised to see them change a little bit in terms of those positions Chirk we haven't played because they conceded against us um a little bit on Ludlow I was just pointed not that Kate Brazier didn't play against us I've heard you know I've seen she's getting some good performances and you know good bat good bowler um, so, you know, I think she plays more regularly. I think they'll, they'll do even better than they are now. I mean, they're in third, but I think they'll be able to hold that position. Um, again, a lot of young lads in there, a couple of old wise heads as well. Um, and it's been, you know, it's been an interesting first half. Uh, in terms of Willie, we've, we've struggled to said we've, we've, we've put 11 on the park. 
three times this season out of the first 10 games. Otherwise, we played with 10 mostly, occasionally with nine. Um, so it's been tough. But, you know, we're hope, hoping for better availability uh, across the second half of the season and, you know, get ourselves away from it. We've had some encouraging results. Uh, we beat Coton Hall in a, a cracking game. Um, and one little thing there, they turned up with 10 and a young lad of 12 and um, they batted first. We bowled them out. But I had a chat with them and I said, if the young lad wants to come out and have a bat, I said, get him padded up, let's have him out and have a bat. Um, you know, they didn't score it because he's, he's, he's only 12, he's underage to play. But we bowled at him and he batted and he hit a four and he, you know, and it was just about getting him involved. And then I said, look, let him field. If he wants to field, you know, do a bit of welfare, but let him field. That's that's how we started as youngsters. You know, you've got to get involved. And he saved them probably 20 runs in the field, you know, and he, he fielded really well. He got a good arm on him and he, and he, he enjoyed the day and that's for me what it's all about it's a bit of spirit in this division it's you know it's division six after all it's not about necessarily win at all costs it's enjoy your cricket play with a smile on your face and you know yeah all want to win um but yeah we've had a couple of good good results of late a good winning draw against uh, quad thirds um understand what you were saying about uh, joe cotton as well uh ian from last year good cricketer you know, strikes, yeah. strikes, strikes the ball well, bowls a decent line as well, good in the field. You know, he's a good all-round cricketer. Yeah, he is. He got runs and wickets against us. Um, you know, the, he, he's a very good player. Yeah. Yeah. But again, a good mix for side where they've got some old wise heads in there. Yeah. Mark, Mark Gilbert, Mark Ward, the captain. Um and there's a lot of good young lads as well. So it was, yeah. Kenny as well. You know they have got oh, some Kenny, good old bless him. in there. Yes, Kenny, you know, got, Kenny got wickets. <laughs> yeah, well, he always does. Um, you know, it's they are they're a, they're a good team, and the division is full of of, of good teams who want to play cricket. Mm. Um, you know, like you say, everybody wants to win, and that's absolutely fine. You know, that's what we're there for. But it's it's played in in a good spirit, and yeah. um, you know. Like I said, you know, Chuck are obviously struggling. Yeah. And, and but they batted they batted very well against us. And then but they you know, Nigel said, you know, we've got no bowling today. And um and, and they hadn't when he came, you know, everybody tells you that, don't they, when they're the opposition captain. You know, oh but but they he was right, they hadn't. And um, you know it's, it's true when I rocked it was up a good there, win mate. for <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been over the bowling I, I, last few weeks. Yeah, yeah. What a load of rubbish. You were on the bloody honours board last <laughs> week. I was I was very lucky, mate. I was very lucky. <laughs> Goodness me. Uh, but I I, yeah, I do it, hope you're Chuck. like Kate Bush. You're like Kate Bush. You were on it about 37 years ago, and now you're on it again. <laughs> <laughs> that really is Stranger Things. <laughs> Jesus, isn't it? Uh, no, but I, mean, I do hope that, you know, Chirk do sort their availability out, because, it, again, it's, it's, I've never played there, and I'd like to go and play there, you know, to tick those sort of, you know, when you get to my age, you're ticking these rounds off, saying, oh, I haven't played there, it's something I can take off, I'm going to have a game there. Uh, so yeah, that would be fun. But yeah, good division. Mm. Yeah, so I think Chirk second eleven, bottom of the table. I think a bit of um, you know they've they're victim of their own success, as in like a lot of their better players have moved into their first eleven and are doing really well. 
you know, Liam Walker scoring hundreds and playing really well in Division One, and he was like the mainstay of the second eleven only a few years ago. You know, he was one of their younger prospects. You know, and they've got a few other younger prospects as well who are moving up into that first first team. And um, so maybe not as surprising to see them down there, but they've got a good team spirit, and I, you know, I could see them maybe having a good end to the season. Surprised to see Kun's second eleven down in 10th but I did speak to their their skipper um, a few weeks ago and again the old adage of struggling with availability and he, they've been struggling across their threes as well this year which is um, another worry and um, for especially a side a side like Kunz and um, you'd like to hope that you know they're not heading the way as other teams but you know they've got a good group behind them and they'll be a They'll no doubt be back stronger and uh, looking to finish the end the season strong, especially when you've got players like Graham Tro in uh, in the side playing regularly. I tell you the other thing about Cherk is we we played them Saturday. They brought the biggest fan base with them, and they got their deck chairs and their picnics, and they all sat out. There, there was probably more spectators came down with them than than there were. They got eleven. They um, Holly umpired, and they got a band of supporters following them. You know, as a bunch of people, they are fantastic. You know, and um, it's it is just a shame to see them down there struggling. You know, another couple of players, you know, uh, uh, against us, a, cu- a couple of bowlers, and they'd have been, uh, you know, a lot stronger team. I hope they sort themselves out. For me, this division, I, obviously, I don't know a lot about. Um, the division or the teams in it. Lillishall, we talked about at the start of the year because they basically they, well, they pumped their own tyres really and they said, they, you know, look out for us, we, we're going to have a good season. And in the whole, I think they have. Um, I know they came up against, uh, um, he's already been mentioned by Ian, but he came up against, they came up against Sean Reynolds on uh, on Saturday at Coton. Um, I think they were, Heading for a score of about two hundred and fifty until he came on, he took five. He took a fiver and slowed them down, and then, um, and then, so they scored two eighteen, and then he came out to bat and scored one hundred and forty five, and they scored two hundred and nineteen in twenty one point four overs. So, wow. like like you said earlier on, Ian, um, Sean is someone who hits a big ball, very very clean, yes. a very yeah, clean. Was. Um, he, he didn't play against us, which is quite interesting. Now he, he, well, I, I tell you a bit more about Sean. He, he's actually a bit of a sore subject. He was a Cavalry player a few years ago. Um, and then he's sort of gone away from cricket for the last two or three years. Um, he's had a little boy. Um, he's, in fact, his dad is my brother-in-law. Um, and he um, uh, sort of gone away, but he's, he's gone back to Coton and a couple of lads have encouraged him to go back and, play a bit of cricket and uh, so he's playing cricket with his mates now and there's a great as, team as group. opposed to his family yeah yeah <laughs> he, wasn't fa- he wasn't he wasn't family when um, when he used to play for us it's only it's only by coincidence that uh, he's now well he's his dad, <laughs> his dad is my wife's brother-in-law really so um, yeah okay so, uh, but yeah no that you know I, I know a bit about Coton Hall and they're, they're a great bunch of lads they have they fine everyone every week. Everyone gets a fine. I think everyone goes about four or five quid's worth of fines every week. <laughs> even, I mean, I know Sean even got fined at the weekend. Um, so they have they have a great crack, and it 
Um, again, it's it's a bunch of lads enjoying their cricket and 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 doing well with it on the whole. Like um, Alex, Alex Cadman's a good guy. Dan yeah. Thomas, yeah, they they, they 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 they. Do you know what? They stayed and had a beer afterwards as well, um, which was good because a lot of teams don't. And I, and I find that in this division, actually, a lot more teams are staying and having a couple of beers and just you know um, having the chat, really, which you know which is part of the part of the yeah. game for me. Ironically, that day that they played you, um, we had their we had their eleventh man playing for us. Um, but he was their twelfth man. But he uh, they, they had a they had a dropout on the morning of the game, <laughs> and we didn't find out until after the game. Actually, they'd gone with ten, and we'd got their their lone player. <laughs> well, but, they, but, they had, but they had a lad who came down from Manchester. A uh, Nervic, yeah, yeah, and he played, and he came out and looked a million dollars with the bat. I mm. mean, he, he, you know, second ball, he hit one over the sight screen. At, at Willie, and you know, I thought Bloody hell, he's going to get a load of runs here because he was hit the ball so cleanly. He was a bit early on one and top edged it back to the bowler and got him out. Um, and thank God he bowled because he, he went for 15 and he's one over that he bowled. Mm. <laughs> I, I, helped I, us, but, I, I know he's I know he's played a couple of games over the last couple of years for him, and um, I think he's just probably just down to rustiness. It was his first game of the of the season for him, and um, probably a little bit, a little bit. Uh, rusty, a little bit rusty in terms of. Um, but he, I mean, he looks a good cricketer. I mean, they, oh. to be fair, they've got a few. To be fair, I mean, you know, Alex, he got eighty odd against us and was on for a ton until he trumped his stumps. Mm. Um, yeah, um, and, you know, Dan Thomas, good, another good player. Um, very good player. He's a bit wet, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they, 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 they're good, good, good little squad, really, and some good players in there. Yeah, it's, it's 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 a good division with some good sides, and uh, it's Bowman Heath second eleven, top of the league, miles ahead of everyone else. And what has been a fantastic start of the season for the Bowman Heath team in general? Their first eleven in second place in Division One, and their and their twos leading the way in Division. So fantastic for them, and really good to see also Beacon second eleven coming back and doing well, finding themselves in second on one hundred and ninety six points um those two looking like they are cut adrift at the top um so going on to the milestones so centuries we've got two for Bryn Little we've got two for Sean Reynolds we've got one for the following Simon Millington Tom Caulfield and Dale Randall in with the ball we've got five wicket hauls We've got David Golightly with three five-wicket hauls. We've got Emily Day with two five-wicket hauls. We've got Steve Denton, John Howarth, Matt Jones, Emmett McKinley, Chris Stretch, Ben Cox, Sean Reynolds, Edward Revel, Robert Chandler, and James Lawrence, all with five-wicket hauls. And... Finally, one Ian Slater. Did you think I'd, you thought I'd missed you out there? Did you? I, I, I just expected it, you know. I was just, yeah, not going to mention my five. Um, so yeah, with the wickets, David Go lightly, not unsurprisingly, leads the way with twenty-seven wickets uh, in second place. Emily Day with nineteen wickets. Following her is Ian Slater and Dan Thomas, both with 17, and Tom Davison with 15. So with the bat, you've got Richard Barge with 523 runs with an average of 74. He's got six 50s. 
And then we've got Brindley Little with 478 runs with an average of 79. We've got Simon Millington in third with 353. We've got Tom Caulfield in fourth with 341. And Sean Reynolds in fifth with 325. So, guys, who are the main standouts? And I know we've kind of mentioned that, but... um, who who really stands out for you there? Obviously, got to mention Kate Brazier um, is in the top 10 for both the batting and the bowling. She's got 13 wickets and 201 runs. Um, also, shout out to Jack Taylor of Beaumere Heath, who is averaging 100 um, in seven innings. I'll tell you what, and, and obviously, I, I, he's not got the most runs in the division at the moment. But I tell you what, it's a guy who played, he's been playing for a number of years, he, but he played a fantastic innings at our place uh, when, when wickets were falling around him. And that's Greg Lawrence. And he got, um, he got 70 odd, or he might have only got 80 against us and looked good. But getting it, Greg's, Greg's been around for years, but, you know, wickets were falling to the end and he was just patiently keeping things going. And he almost got, got him over the line, to be honest with you. Um, so yeah, he stood out. Obviously, Rich Barge, you know, too good for this division. Let's be honest. You know, he's he's played at a much higher level, and you know, getting runs for fun. Five hundred twenty-three runs. We're not halfway through the season. Uh, you know, and he opens the bat. And it's not like he's batting middle order and coming in and biffing around the you know the first and second change bowlers. Um, Bryn Little again looked good with the bat when we played against him, and has got a lot of runs already this season. Um, Simon Billington's big bloke. He always biffs it. He always gets runs, although he's injured at the moment. And uh, he hit me for four and then walked off. I said, I wish you'd done that all, all the times I've played against you. Um, so, you know, I haven't played against Sean Reynolds. I don't know. Dan Thomas looked good. Um, he's a good all-round cricketer. Um, Tom Caulfield, again, got a ton against us. Um, and he was there batting, basically. Um, so, you know, if they miss him at any time, they, they might struggle a bit. Monty, um, again, didn't play against Kate, so so don't know. Um, but yeah, Alex Cadman looked good against us uh, until he trod his stumps. He was on for a turn. And I'll just mention Dave Golightly, who plays for us, um, our spin bowler. He was just on fire for three games there. Got a fiver and two sixfers. Um, you know, in in three games uh, against Quat, uh, Coton Hall, and and Colum, and. Um, you know, and he always picks up. There aren't many games he doesn't pick up a wicket, you know. Um, and, yeah, there'll be the odd bad ball, but he always gets wickets. And, um, you know, it's he's having a good season, a very good season. Yeah. I mean, sorry, I was only talking about the batsman. Uh, yeah, you know, we, we're <laughs> halfway. And got the bowls yet. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, like you say, we're, we're not halfway through the season yet. He's got 27 wickets. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's a good... You know, he's reliable. Yeah, and Emily Day hasn't bowled that many overs. The strike no, rate is fantastic. She mm. bowled superb against us. Probably the pick of the bowlers I've seen this year. She She's small in stature and she's able to get the ball up and down with a bit of spin. So yeah. it, it take, if you're a batsman, it sort of takes it out of your eye line, which none of us really like. And it, it's she, she, she didn't was need to bowl very consistent. Us. <laughs> she was, you know, very, very consistent. And it's the same with um, Matt Jones, the column. You know, um, I, I said, I mentioned him before. 
you know, he's come down from Liverpool with work and um, in, into Shrewsbury and he looked a proper, he actually looked a proper cricketer. Mm. You know, he, he could bat. Um, he didn't make many runs against us, but he, he did bowl very well. I think he got seven for that day. And, um, yeah, you know, very good action. Nice. So, quickly rounding up the division, what are our predictions for the final final half of this season with Division 6? I don't see I don't see anybody catching Boma, Heath and Beacon. They're both very, very strong. Um, the only reason there's sort of 24 points between them is they played each other at the weekend and uh, Boma beat Beacon. Um, but I don't see anybody else catching them. They're, they're, they're two really strong sides. They, they are. They are. Availability the stays good. Then there's no way. There's no reason why anybody should catch them. Um, what happens in the middle then? Really, I think can chop and change because the, the, the division is that any team could beat any other team on the day, bar those top two. I think. Mm. Um, and then bottom end. I mean, Chirk and Column are 30, 40 points adrift of Kund already. Yeah. Mm. Um, so you know that's a lot to make up. In, mm. You know, Kund also the other thing about Kund's results are they've lost one or two games by the finest of margins. You know, they are they are in tenth. You know, more or less by default, not not because they're a bad side. You know, they just haven't had that little bit of luck at the end to get it over the line. I can only see Kund going one way. Up. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't disagree. Great stuff. So let's move ourselves on to our final division and Division 7. Okay, so in Division 7, top of the table, we've got Harcourt first 11 with 195 points in second place. Welshpool second 11, 163. Forton second 11 in third with 160. Condover second 11 with 143. Uh, Ponsby second 11 in fifth with 135. Old Brighton second 11 in sixth with 116 points. Seventh place, Lillishall third 11 with 112 points. In eighth, Ellesmere second 11 with 107 points. In ninth, Beacon third 11 with 92. In tenth, Kai Glass second 11 with 86. In 11th place, All Scott Heath, 3rd 11 with 69. And in 12th place, Keyside with 66. So, initial thoughts on this division, guys. Well, it's good to see Condover 2s. You know, Graham had a difficult season last year. Um, it's, it's good to see them doing a lot better uh, this year. Um, he's got his young Lions in action and... Um, you know they're up in they're up in fourth at the moment. Harcourt it looked like you know they're they're streaking away, aren't they at the top? Mm. Um, I I thought Ponsbury might have done better in that division than they're doing at the moment. I I don't know quite what the availability is there, um, but I thought they may have been stronger than than fifth, and perhaps uh, you know as the season goes on they'll um, they'll improve a bit, but. Uh, the, t- the team that's um, surprising me are Keyside being, you know, marooned at the bottom. Well, not marooned, but they're they're just starting, the bottom two sides are just starting to lose pace with the, the other 10, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, we played Beacon when Keyside were playing on the other pitch. Right. Uh, on that Saturday, we played at Beacon. And... They were two or three players short, as in I think they, had, they only had eight, might have had nine. So they had a lot of gaps, and it was a struggle for them, I think, because the, you know, the other team were exploiting those gaps quite a lot on that little pitch. 
Um, and so I think that maybe that availability, which, you know, has happens to us all. I think this year we, we've known a lot of clubs have struggled for a change. Um, uh, but they, you know, they never normally struggle for for a side, do they? Key side, as far as I'm aware. No, they don't. don't. They I've, don't. I've, I've, I've one team I've never really played against, which is kind of weird. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. But they just had some trouble this year with availability, as have a lot of clubs, I guess. Um, Harcourt, it's kind of that's where I started, and it's good to see them up and flying. They've they've got a couple of players from RAF Shawbury who are there for a year. I have heard they're a little bit worried they might get promoted and then uh, not have those players next year. So it's kind of like, oh, crikey. But, you know, you've got to make hay while the sun shines, haven't you? And uh, um, They're flying, which is good to see. Young Sam Davis is getting runs and wickets. That's Spike's lad, if anybody doesn't know, Roger Davis's lad. Um, and so it's good to see that he's he's getting amongst it, which is which is great. But yeah, and Dave Williams, who plays for the over-60s, is getting wickets there as well. He used to play at... Uh, Tibbetton, I think, or Hodney, one of the two. Um, and you know, he's been there a few years now, and he's getting wickets as well. Um, Welsh Pool second eleven, yeah. I mean, it's a while since played against them, but you know, I can see they've been doing all right. Fort and second eleven, you know, steady, still same same sort of people playing there, a steady steady team. As you say, good to see Condover, although Graham's been injured a bit, only this, this early part yeah. of the season. He's back fit and playing now. Um, Ponsbury, yeah, I didn't know what was going to happen there because obviously they their first team stayed in Division was it Division One or Division Two. I can't remember now. They were offered the opportunity to drop down, but Matt Hartshorn went back. They strengthened, so you thought, yeah, the Ponsbury sections would be stronger in that division. But mm. um, interesting. Um, and then as you go further down, Kai Glass, a bit of worry. You know, both teams mm. are at the bottom. Couple of places in there. Although, um, friend of the podcast, Matt Weddercop, got he was on the honors board uh, this week, five for 29. I noticed, good man, good yeah. man. Yes, he bought a book. Everybody who buys a book is very good, in my opinion, and deserves a mention <laughs> yes. on at least one podcast. So, uh, big up, so Matt. Well done, so we to, big so fan we of Matt Weddercop. Sorry, did so you got... not hear that? Matt bought a book. I was just saying, if everybody who buys a book gets a mention on the podcast, that means we've got to do at least two more podcasts. Well, I, well, it could be. It could be a very long show, I tell you. <laughs> but there are one or two copies available, folks. If anybody uh, you know wants to get in touch via the podcast. You know, we had the wall of shame earlier. It'll be the wall of fame <laughs> at the end of the podcast. Ian will be like, right, and here are all the people who have bought a book this week. <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, it's the shameful plug is what we're talking about. <laughs> Found yeah. up all good bookstores. Correct. <laughs> yeah. But again, if you look at, you know, from sort of position six down, um, you know, down to probably 10th, there's not a lot in it, it's only 30 mm. points. So again, it's a tight division. Um, and you have to say that the rejigging of divisions, actually, if you look at all these divisions, they're all fairly tight. It's yeah. actually, you know, not a bad job, is it? The structured team have done a pretty good job. Uh, one thing to think of, though, this year is, be quite interested to see what happens, because um, our Birmingham League teams aren't necessarily doing as well as everyone would have hoped. Well, yeah, I was no, going yes. to bring that up, yeah. It's going to be quite interesting, isn't it? Because obviously Wem and Werfield finding themselves down at the bottom, Wem losing again, and Werfield 
actually beating Wem when they played each other to make it even worse. Um, now, obviously, the league saying that they'd prefer to do two up, two down. It's going to be interesting to see what happens and how it affects uh, how it affects the leagues because, obviously, well, one of the teams has probably got to go for the uh, playoff point. And if they don't go up, at the moment, it's looking like... Um, the, Ludlow, is it, Ian? And, they are. Ludlow are top yeah, of the prep. Yeah. And um, Quatt's up there as well. So if one of those, well, assuming that it's one of those two, it may be someone else. Um, assuming they don't win the playoff and Wem and Werfield come back down, it could be a very interesting situation. Yeah, well, they, they are. They're those bottom three teams in the, in the Birmingham Division 2, they are, you know, um, ninth place, 117. Then you've got 10th place, Wem with 80. Walsall with 79 and Warfield with 67. So they're already a little bit adrift um, in those those bottom three. So you know, worst case scenario, they, like you said, they both come down and 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 the Prem champions don't go up. And then, mm. of course, we've got a bit of a problem. Potentially, you could see four, four, four teams from each division relegated. You know? Very, very, very difficult, really, and I'm glad I'm not on the structure committee. <laughs> yeah, very. It's going to be interesting, and it's going to be one to definitely look out for further, further on in the year. And uh, I think Ian's just put his uh, microphone on mute for a second there. <laughs> um, what did you but, mute him, James? I, I didn't mute him. I just saw. <laughs> But um, no, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be really interesting and how that all plays out. Um, I would like to mention one player, though, uh, whilst we've got the chance. Um, he's only played one game in this division, which was the first one, uh, but I did catch him playing against our midweek twos. Uh, Rowan Cresswell, who plays for Condover, a uh, fantastic uh, spin bowler. He took four for five uh, when I saw him. Uh, he's got 19 wickets this season. Uh I think if you were um, coached by another uh, cricket if you uh, go back to the cow corner place uh, Sam was, Whitney he was um, he was my tip to watch in uh, podcast number 4 after speaking to Graham at the start of the season mm. he said he was going to get a lot of wickets and be a very difficult bowler to play against so uh, I was very glad to see him doing well as well Mm. he's doing well and it's yeah it's it's like you said it's good to see the tight division and like we said it's all the divisions it's quite it's quite tight and also it's good to see that some teams are pushing up the leagues and you are starting to see I'm thinking really the trend I'm tending to see is you've got the teams who have got prem sides and division one sides who are recruiting quite well um are obviously doing well uh, and they're up there and then you know a lot of them are then the rest at the top are kind of first 11 sides and then you know second 11 sides who are kind of div two below are kind of struggling a little bit more uh once you go past division six really um again like we've said availability throughout but maybe this is kind of what was needed and where it will kind of level out um, and it'll be, it'll be very interesting to see, but I really hope that we don't carry on losing sides like your Acton Reynolds and things like this. And whilst it's good that people are getting, certain teams are getting stronger and, you know, bigger sides are 
you know, the kids are going to get better training and things like that. Not necessarily, but the majority of the time, it's it is sad when we see like certain sides not doing as well. So going on to the stats in Division Seven. So the players who have got hundreds, we've got Dale Evans, Stuart Henry, Sadeep Art Ale, Sadeep Ale, Dax Hardman, Michael Francis, Mike Bellamore, Patrick Wilding. Ollie Dixon and Ben Yates Ward with the ball, five wicket hauls. We've got Daniel Lewis Lakelin, Liam Cummins, Matty Harrington, Steve Boney, Sam Davis, Matthew Harris, Rob Lawrenson, Anthony Gray, Matt Wedekop, and David Morris. So going on to the leading run scorers in the division. Leading the way is Andrew Brooks, who's got 450s at an average of 66, 466 runs. He's got, in second place, we've got Dale Evans with 379 runs with an average of 63. Stuart Henry with 337 runs is in third. Andrew Sutton in fourth place with 309. And Chris Henderden with 297 runs. With the ball, leading the wickets with 16 is Daniel Lewis-Lakelin. In second is Sam Gill with joint first with 16. In third is William Gannon with 15. And he is also joined on 15 by Liam Cummings, Matty Harrington and Dave Williams. Ganga Nitta, Steve Boney and Jamie White also find themselves on 14. So guys... Who stands out as your player, our players of the season so far in Division 7? I think um, a young lad from Beacon, Dax Hartman, um, he was superb last year against us. And I'm very glad to see that he's uh, still putting in the performances um, this year. And he, he's, um, I did think he was going to be playing twos at the start of the season, but he seems to be sticking in the threes for some reason. Um whether they want to just bring him on a bit more, um, I don't know. But he's he is a talent to watch out for. I think he can keep wicked a bit as well. Mm. Um, but he's a very good bat, very good. Yeah, three games and averaging one hundred eighteen. Yeah, yeah. We can't hear you, Slats, for a change. Slats, I think you got yourself on mute. Oh, I think you've probably... you we back. Yeah, oh. you're back. Hey. Yeah, I was going to say that other young lad from Beacon, Raymond Collins, is getting a few runs as well. He's he's evergreen and perennial. Yeah, um, good to see him in the top ten. There is there is a rumor doing the uh, doing the rounds that this might be his swan song season. Um, he has recently qualified as an umpire, so um, he has. He's also the chairman, isn't he, as well of Beacon? Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. Yeah. I think he's enjoying it in the thirds. I know I chat the early, early part of the season. He's enjoying it in the thirds. But again, Brooksy getting a lot of runs this season, 466 uh, for Condover. Um, and again, obviously the Harcourt lads chipping in there. Some uh, good, good chunks of runs. But again, it's the wickets, isn't it? It's nice to see. I mean, Daniel Lewis-Lakelin, he just um, pops it up and uh, he'll always get wickets. Um, you might go for a few runs, a bit like David. Um, 
Golightly, you know, he'll go for a few runs, but he'll always get wickets. You know, and he's always got wickets, Daniel has. Um, so, yeah, it's good to see. And, yeah, that Dax Hardman, as you said, I spoke to a couple of Beacon lads. They said, because I said they've got a good young side and we played their seconds. And he said, yeah, we've got another good one in the thirds at the minute as well. So, I won't be too unhappy if they go up a division. <laughs> Fantastic. And uh, predictions for the rest of Division 7? Well, I mean, it looks like Harcourt are, are um, you know, running away with it a little bit. Uh, they've had a very, very good start. Uh, the very good first half of the season, I should say. Um, you know, Welsh Pool uh, and, uh, and Fortin are not much between them in second and third. And um, they're, they're probably going to be the favourites to be promoted. Um, and I... It's although Keysider Bottom, you know, it's not a lot of wins away from from climbing the division. It is a very close league, except for our court, really. You know, a couple of wins, and and it, it's anybody's. You know, Keyside could be seventh or eighth in yeah. with you know two good weeks. So um, you know, it's a good tight division that division seven. So the really pleasing thing is. It's not a rump division where you don't play everybody twice. I think, you know, 12 teams, so you'll play each other twice. It's going to be a really interesting, when you see the finish of the division, you know, the, the league table doesn't lie, is it? You know, no. Um, you know, so I think that that's nice to have that bottom, you know, that's that bottom division, but division seven, that you play everybody twice, same number of teams as everybody else. I think it's fantastic. Um, and... Yeah, we'll see what happens uh, as we go through the season. But yeah, you're right about Keyside. They'll get a, a chunk of availability and suddenly they're, they're moving up the league quite a bit. Mm. So that rounds up our final division and we move ourselves on to our final section. So we move on to our final section and uh, once again, thank you very much everyone for listening in. Um, it's always uh, always fun getting together for our mid-season review. We did try and put one in before this one, but just for some reason availability just didn't quite uh, work out. Uh, it kind of sums up our season, hey guys? <laughs> Yes. Yes, yes. yes, yes, it does. Uh, once again, thank you to our sponsors at uh, Warwickshire Cricket Club and the Birmingham Bears. Uh, obviously, you can get down to Edgebaston and catch them in county championship action. Um, so Crack, Cracking win last night, didn't they? Mm. In, the, in, the, in, the, in the blast against mm. local rivals Worcester. It was fantastic. Uh, don't want to breach too much about it because we ha- do have quite a few Rapids fans who listen, so don't want to go on about it too much. But um, I'm quite neutral. <laughs> I saw my Yorkshire team do all right, so I'm okay. Uh, but we're sponsored by Watcher, so it's all good. So anyway, um, thank you once again for listening in. And uh, as always, uh, make sure you like, share and subscribe. Uh, pass the pod on to your friends and uh, let them know if they don't already. Um, and thank you very much, guys, for taking the time out, as always, to join us. Uh, thank you very much, Slats. Go well in the second half, everybody. Thanks, guys. Good, good pod again. Thank you very much, Ian. Thank you very much indeed, James and boys. It's always uh, it's always a pleasure getting together. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ollie. Thanks, James. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, Ian. Um, go well in the second half. And uh, if you do have any candidates to the wall of shame or uh, want to come on the podcast, get in contact and uh, we'll get you on. Or And uh, name and shame your mates who have uh, selfishly had a wedding on a Saturday or a stag do during the season. Disgraceful stuff. 
Anyway, <laughs> on that happy note, we'll leave you. Until next time, all the best. Bye-bye. Cheers, mate. Ta-da. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 